does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Now, Jake, uh, we have a boycott that's about to end. I've, Is that what? I was unaware of the boycott from the get-go. I, Story of my life. I feel a little out of the loop, and, well, and it sounds like you are as you're well. telling me. I'll just head down to Qdoba. You guys can chat it up. Well, I, our next guest, an icon in many walks of life, he is the one and only Dane Fife. He joins us now on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, Dane, I, I'm unaware of this uh I say I'm unaware, but I'm a fan of it. A, a Jake Query boycott sounds like heaven, frankly. Um, tell me more about this. Well, first of all, such such an icon. Thanks for the intro, <laughs> Kevin. An icon. You called me. Did you call me an icon? Well, literally, last time that we chatted, you brought up Fluff Cowan. Anytime you bring up Fluff okay. Cowan to me, you're going to be labeled an icon. So as I'm sitting here on my couch, I got beat up i'm looking at the classified ads trying to find a job um i'm not sure if that's that kind of but what is iconic was my 20-year boycott of mr query uh jake you didn't know it um i didn't really know it until mark and i conjured it up here uh when i texted back and forth with him <laughs> yesterday uh we were trying to figure out a way how i could avoid uh talking to you throughout the the interview um I think Mark chickened out, though. I guess I did, too. Just as a joke. It was no boycott. Well, I mean, it's been a while since I've talked to you, so I thought, well, maybe there was a boycott. Although we did text <laughs> back and forth at one point. You know what I yeah, mean? We did. We, uh, yeah, well, that's not technically, you know. Speaking, that's not speaking. That is correct. Yeah. Well, it's nice to speak with you. I- I'd like to know this. Uh, yeah. since Since you've. You're looking for jobs in the question. Yeah, this this is my first question. question. Well, my first question was, was I, was there really a boycott? And so now we've cleared that air. Uh, I'd like to know if you find yourself this morning while you are looking for a job in the classifieds, do you find yourself more upset that Tom Brady now is done with his job or that Ozzy Osbourne is done with his job? Wow. I was bracing myself for something a lot less intense than that that's not a very good icebreaker jake talk about the hard hitters on this wednesday morning yeah, here. i'm I, a football guy are you purdue I, week I love, you gotta go there yeah that's true i i love football so it's uh it's, it's a tough one and brady's you know about our age jake i think he's a little younger than you a little older than me uh but um and I was a Michigan guy growing up, Michigan football through and through, uh, until I went and worked for Sparty for 10 years. But uh, Brady was Brady was a guy that uh, during my, my era of love with Michigan football, uh, I, I uh, had a lot of, a lot of respect, rooted for him with some, with some vigor. And uh, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to were see you, TB go. I call him TB. I don't know why one. I was thinking this. Were you a Mr. Were you Mr. Football in the state of Michigan? Am I way off base with that? Uh, no, I don't think you're off base. I'm not sure they had Mr. Football, but that was Drew Henson. You know, he he's the one that I think started over Tom Brady. That's why Tom Brady's bitter party of one there still. Um, but I think Drew Henson was my same grade and he started over Brady I believe at Michigan for a, for a year or two 
Staying five, he's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline, looking at the classified section and also multitasking by joining us here on this Wednesday morning. Uh, Dane, uh, what was your record against Purdue as a player? Oh gosh, why? I I think it was uh, I think it was even. No, no, four and two, four and two. We split the first year, split the second year, and then I believe the following two years were just home and home. Or just a single game. We beat them there and beat them at home. Uh, we only had one game per year. When, I believe that's the way it worked. When you were a player and or on Mike Woodson's staff, was there any sort of this one means more, we're going to put more into the scouting report, blah, 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 or was it simply just, hey, when you're in the Big Ten schedule, you just take these games as they show up on the schedule and move on to the next one? Well, I can tell you as a player, uh, <laughs> we uh, we got beat at home by freshman year. And, you know, my ego was massive at that time. Jake, please don't comment. Um, <laughs> Jake can probably share in that sentiment. That's right. Yeah. Well, I guess they're both pretty massive uh, currently as well. I'm speaking on mine and yours, Jake. Our, our egos, our egos. Healthy. They're healthy, uh, Dane. Easy now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my freshman year, though, and I'll try to be quick with this, is um, we we beat them at we won at Purdue, but then we came home and we lost. Jaron Cornell hit a three. I, I'm pretty sure it was my could have been my sophomore, but I'm pretty sure it was my freshman year. And I'd played well throughout the game, and then all, and then I came out probably foul trouble uh, towards the end of the game, and it was a tight game. We were either down one. It could have been tied. Uh, but Purdue had the last shot. So we come out of a timeout, and they run a stagger for Jerron Cornell. I'm not in the game. And Jerron Cornell came off and hit the three and won, and they won the game. So the next day, Coach Knight – um, called us in at five thirty practice, and we were playing. And, and I was just, I was mad because we were up early. I was mad because I didn't play, and my ego got in the way. And I decided I was, I wasn't going to boycott Jake, but I was going to protest. So I right. was kind of being a jerk and moving slow and trying to draw attention to myself because I felt like uh, I felt like um, Coach Knight lost the game. So. <laughs> Just one thing led to another. Coach Knight called me over and said, Dane, what the heck is – I'm fixing words here, but mm-hmm. what, what, what is your problem? I said, you? Goes, what did I do? He said, Coach Knight. I said, well, you blew the game. You lost the game because you didn't have me in the game. To stop Cornell, you know I should have been in the game. And he just kind of looked at me with his hands, kind of, you know, open palms, kind of looking at me like, this guy this guy here and just kind of kind of walked away from me he thought ah, there's no hope for this young man but that was the uh morning 5 30 in the morning you had young freshmen blaming blaming the coach for for losing the game see i would and, think he would love that though honestly I, I don't i didn't play for bob knight i don't know bob knight in that level yeah. But but he wouldn't say it probably, but I would think deep down he had to walk away and think to himself, that's the kind of tenacity I need. Well, it it might have been. It might have been, especially if I were averaging, I don't know, 
double digits, um, points, um, you know, not spend a whole career in foul trouble and, you know, could, could dunk, which I, I couldn't. So it, it's kind of, I, look, I'll take that from AJ Guyton. I'll take that from Luke Recker or Kirk Haston, but you know, five, you, you average three points a game. You're shooting 25% from three. And it's, it's hard to take that from, from, from you. Right. <laughs> he, you look, he didn't say that. I just, you know, looking back, it's, um, I don't know. He, it, it, whether Coach Knight was responsible for winning or losing the game, I'm not sure I had any say. If you were – Dane Fife is our guest, If you, and I know this might be a difficult question because you were on the Indiana staff and had Trace Jackson Davis, but yesterday when Kevin Willard came out with his comments before the game saying that he thinks Trace Jackson Davis is the best player in college basketball and then kind of in almost like his subconscious, he's like, I think he's, he might be better than Edie. It, yeah. it probably is one and one A. I realize, but from a coaching standpoint, from an opposition standpoint, Trace Jackson Davis, Zach Eady. I'm not going to ask you, Dane Fife, which is the better player, yeah. which yeah. is the harder matchup. Well, I think just by sheer size, um, you know, we always say, you know, in recruiting, if somebody's, you know, tall. They, at, at at worst, they can, you know, if they have no athleticism, if they have, you know, if they don't, if they can't run or take, they can always stand there and put their hand up and be tall in the game of basketball. And, I, and um, Zach Eady being 7-4 um, is the harder matchup uh, simply because of size, but it doesn't end there. I think that Zach Eady is is an incredible player. I mean, the, what he's done to put himself in this position um, is it. It's not necessarily remarkable because you expect that from a, from Matt Painter and his staff, but it nonetheless um, hasn't just put Zach Eady in the running for the top player in the country, but Purdue the number of, you know top team in the country. You know, all that said, Trace Jackson Davis, I will say this to the day, is, was, was my one of my favorite players to coach just because he wanted, he just, he really wants to get better. He wants to improve. He wants to be a good player. And, he, and most importantly, he wants to win. And he, uh, just so proud of Trace and what he's done. And I'm not giving myself any credit, but one of the complaints I would constantly gripe to Trace about or constantly talk to Trace about last year was you have to rebound. You have to rebound more. You have to get into double digits. You know, Coach Izzo back in the day promised Draymond that if he could average a double-double and it meant getting 10 rebounds a game, he'd be in the NBA. And he did the same thing with Xavier Tillman. And Ironically, they're both in the NBA. Xavier's about to get his second contract. And I think that's no different for Trace because rebounding translates. Rebound translates at any level. If Query averages, uh, you know, 10 rebounds in in the 50 and, 50 and over rec league, then he can average 10 rebounds when he bumps up to the 70 and over rec league <laughs> and, and 
I, I'm you know, a rookie in the 50. Hey, I'm I'm so young in the 50 and over league because I'm just 50 that I'm still dumb enough to yell at my coach about losing games when I average three points a game and shoot 25% from the floor. <laughs> right? I'm the freshman and of the and 50. And the loss on the coach. That's right. Uh, I'm the freshman of the 50 league, right? Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, guys. That was a lot of talking. Ask some questions. That, oh. was, that was a lot. Terrific insight. I'm going to tap into that a little bit more here. Jane, uh, Dane Five is with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, Dane, let's say Matt Painter calls you up tomorrow and says, Dane, uh, knowing our personnel here at Purdue, how do you think we should defend Trace Jackson Davis? How would you answer that? Well, I think, um, you know, I think they, they do have a unique case with, with Dak Eady. Uh, just being so big, um, you know, pushing, what is he, two, around 285, and, and as we talked about, 7-4, uh, they do have some some flexibility, whether it's by front or, you know, play behind, post-double, or three-quarter, where you try to deny it all the way generally to make them, you know, to limit the um, the options. You know, you guys can envision kind of a three-quarter um, defend, but um, – what Purdue does, and they do it well, and they practice it, they're known for it, is is they're going to double. And they're generally going to allow Trace to catch it, not with ease, but they're going to allow him to catch it, and they're going to double from from the high side. And, and they attack. They attack generally uh, with their opposite big. So it, it'll be it'll be Gillis. It will be um, – oh, the, how did I forget? Caleb the, First. Them? Caleb First. Um and, or it would be Kaufman, Wren, Gardner, and they're, they're gonna. They, they may mix it up, but I would expect a double. And that's at this point the best way, the most effective way. But Trace, the way Trace is playing, I, I don't, I don't see it as a, you know, a major issue for him at all. You know, be it uh, busting up the double team and driving around or driving through it or making the kick out. Trace has just really worked to get himself in a in a situation where he is, you know, he and Edie both are, are probably neck and neck for the top player in the country right now. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. And then vice versa. Um, you're Mike Woodson. You putting Trace on him. You double with Trace Thompson. You know, Trace got into that early foul trouble last year in the meeting down there in Bloomington, as I'm sure you remember, but how would you handle it from an Indiana standpoint in Garden Eady? Well, the way we did it last year and the way we did it at Michigan State, I'm surprised. I, I just I haven't seen it done very well um, this year. And But when when uh, when Purdue had Haas, um, Isaac, Isaac Haas, what was his name, Isaac Haas? Yeah, that's Correct. right. Yep. Uh-huh. You know, he's 7'2", 300. And essentially what we would do is we would get – kind of directly behind him and move him out, okay, before he'd catch. So when when you get down the floor as the defender, you, you first of all, you got to beat him down the floor. You have to let him, you know, you don't let him get set up. 
you try to get him set up as far out away from the basket as possible before he catches it. And then you just kind of you put your forearm right in the small middle of his back and then, you know, you kind of your leg underneath him and you try to root these big guys out as far away from the basket as possible. And essentially what you're saying is I'm going to let you catch the ball. Your, your, your teammates are going to have that ball and they're going to see your big butt wide open. But the issue is, is you're going to be a step farther out than you're used to. So when you have to catch it and put it on the floor, now the guys that, that want to come in and swipe and dig the guys on the perimeter, the defenders on the perimeter, you're, you're, you're closer to them. And so it's easier to uh, dig on the basketball to, to reach in and steal it. And you have to work as a big man, a lot harder to, get to your sweet spot you know in, in Zach Eady's case it's the jump hook it's the right right hand over his left shoulder turn and jump hook but you know that's what teams would do to Trace last year I, I thought it, they did that to Trace Jackson Davis last night exactly that Dane right like he it's so weird to say that an 18.20 rebound performance was an off night for Jackson Davis yeah, yeah. but the fact that he was only able to get 13 shots off I thought Maryland kind of pushed him out of his comfort zone and he wasn't on the low block and they got him like 10 feet out and they let him get the ball there but but then you could tell he just he didn't he wasn't able to turn and face and so yeah that's the first time in a long time I've seen Trace Jackson Davis look uncomfortable am I off base in that assessment no you're not and and Trace's game if you you remember if you go back to like a team Illinois last year when they have Coburn Okay, they would run two plays for him a half, essentially two plays where they'd give him the ball on the block. The Illinois would come down. All right, we're getting Kofi the ball on the block this play. So we're going to run a cross screen. We're going to run something. So two plays per half. The rest of their offense involved Kofi starting out, setting a screen, setting multiple screens, and working his way in. And that's the best way because now you keep everybody involved. And I think for years, the Indiana team has tended to, um, with Trace there, has tended to look just, all right, Trace, here we go. Get down in the post. We're going to throw you the ball. And as a player, I know I felt this when I played, when we had Kirk Haston. When you catch that ball with 26 seconds on the shot clock and see Kirk Haston's big butt wide open in the post, you feel obligated to throw it. And... I think what Illinois did well last year is I would say probably 80% of their offense involved Kofi Coburn uh, starting out and working his way in. And it keeps everybody involved. It keeps good flow. And I think that's where Trace is at his best. But you're right, Jake. Maryland did an excellent job. I saw a lot more of that last year where they would do the job on Trace. Now, I give it's changed twofold, I think. You know, teams are a lot different in the makeup of their personnel, but also Trace has gotten better. I also thought, Dane, and I want you to tell me if 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 this is inaccurate, and I realize that your job as a college coach is to make players great college basketball players. It is not necessarily to develop them as NBA players, although one kind of goes with the other. But yeah. to, to me, last night was the first chance that, that, that I thought to myself, 
and I think Trace Jackson Davis is a wonderful talent. I, I don't want it to, but when people talk about his NBA prospects, I thought last night it illuminated a little bit the areas of his game that are missing in terms of NBA level style of play. In other words, you get him yeah. away from the block. He didn't have the lateral quickness or the pull up off the dribble to no, to separate no. himself, and that's the difference at the next level. Yeah. Well, if if you're Trace, look, you don't need to. That nobody makes you do it. Um, so why go out and work on something maybe that you're not comfortable with? Um, and I'm talking about in-game. Uh, and so, you know, he's is he better than Oscar Sheba? Let me ask you that. So he's averaging how many rebounds a game in the last – is he better than Sheba? I, I, I would take Trace over him. Yeah. 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 And, and like I said, guys, rebounding translates. You know, like – Jake Query, Query's going to average ten rebounds a game in the fifteen over a league. Then he, when he grabs his false ID, his fake ID, and goes to the seventy and older basketball, he's going to average ten rebounds and maybe eleven. And it's the same with Trace. You know, when he goes to the to the NBA, he's going to be able to rebound. And there's <laughs> look at the Lee. I, I just I think there's way too much made about Trace. What Trace can't do. Because what he can do is, one, he's an, he's an incredible athlete. Um, he can fly. He doesn't get tired very often. He doesn't foul. He knows how to defend without fouling. And he can rebound. I mean, what are they – honestly, it's it's – to me, it's another case of like a Draymond Green where he gets drafted second round and he's a Hall of Famer. You know, Xavier Tillman gets drafted second round, and he's he's pretty much starting for the Grizzlies his first and second years, and he's been hurt now. But to me, it's you're getting a guy that Trace doesn't cause problems. He works his butt off. He'll do whatever you ask him if you just ask him, um, and then he'll he'll um, bring bring what he's what he's what he's what he brings. He's consistent. I mean, now that he's rebounding. Guys, uh, it's going to be another case if they if he goes second round. It's going to be another case of well, if he goes second round, does he contemplate coming back just because of nil alone in Indiana? And that's not a bad thing. But I'm saying, does he say, you know what, I'll go one more year of this? Well, <laughs> essentially, he'll have a tough decision to make. I, I just don't see it. I I don't see it. I don't get it. Um, well, maybe that's why I'm looking at the classifieds, fellas. I, by the um, way, I think you're selling yourself short. I think you had an extra win against Purdue. Is that five and two? I, I'm, I'm thinking five and two. You said you had only one. It looks like you had two games in 2001 against him. Okay. One by 16 so and one it. by 11. You guys won by a lot late in your career against him. Well, they had a lot of injuries. They, I know that. They had a ton of injuries, and that was right at the end of Coach Katie's career. I think Rodney Smith didn't play. and They had the guitar player. John Allison, you know, he, I don't think he was healthy. Um, okay, five and two. You know, you yeah, need to, I'm just helping the resume for yeah, when Notre you need Dame to, calls. You need you to update me. these stats for your resume, right? You know, hey, keep keep gassing me up, fellas. Keep going, keep going, Jake. I've got a it's call. With, I got a call Jake. with Swarbrick later today about this. <laughs> Are you taking the Notre Dame job? Yes, I am. I am. Okay. Are uh, you? <laughs> Are you looking to what get back into coaching? Am I getting back into coaching? Yeah. 
Uh, I'd like to. I honestly would. I, you know, it's. I know that was supposed to be a yes or no answer, but um, I just think that uh, people ask me like, "What you miss?" Like, yes, gosh, dog, I miss it. I miss the. I miss, you know, games like Saturday. I miss. Um, I miss. I miss recruiting. I miss being able to like. Uh, you know, kind of learn about a family and learn about a, a player, a kid, and I, I miss that that element of it. I miss the normal things of you know hanging out with the guys, but I just uh, nonetheless, uh, I'm okay with with uh, being able to do TV, looking at some of that. Um, I, <laughs> gosh, I know, guys, America couldn't go a year without this face, right? Sure. But, sure. <laughs> you oh. know, as a competitor, though, I mean, and be honest here, Dane, as a competitor, how much of the way your last coaching tenure ended fuels you to get the comeback? Does that make sense? That is – that's a heck of a question, man, because it's been going on – it's been going – my mind is, has gone a million different directions. You know, part of it's, well, maybe I could – you know, come back here someday and, and do, do, do good things. And then it goes to the other, op, other end of the spectrum. Well, you know what, you know, and this is just human nature. Maybe, uh, yeah, I'd go somewhere else and just make it my life's goal to kick their butt right every year. Right. <laughs> or just to show in general, like, Hey, you know what? Like I can, like, I, I am okay. I am pretty good at this. You know what I mean? Like to just yeah. kind of prove it in general. Yeah. Right. Well, the other, yeah, yeah, and that's right. That's right. I don't know if I, I don't know if that, that might be, I haven't really thought about that one. <laughs> Dave. It, it honestly, um, I've seen, and this is going to sound corny, but I don't care. Um, what I learned at Michigan State, and what, I guess what, what, what you get into coaching for, um, without knowing it is just the ability to help people, the ability to teach young people, you know, and you not much different than, than your kids is you teach them the things that, you know, maybe you should have worked on, but also learning different ways to help them. There's that fulfillment that, um, it is powerful, man. And I'm sure you guys, your own worlds have experienced it. Um, Jake, uh, how many kids you got, Jake? I have none, brother. Kevin? Yeah, I got uh, I got two. Okay. Yeah, Jake, you're out of this conversation. But Kevin, <laughs> and now the boycott starts. Fulfillment to see your success, even, you know, and to deal with your failures of your own children. I mean, that's that's really what players become. They become, they, it feels like your your kids. You treat them like your kids. You want their success. You, you as a coach, you, you feel their pain. You feel their failures. And you hate that they hurt and you want to help them. And that's the fulfilling part, essentially, you know, money's money can be good, but money, look, the pressure someone puts on themselves, it doesn't matter. Money is just money in that, in that sense. Dane, before we let you go, greatly appreciate your time and your handling of this boycott here on this Wednesday right. morning. Yeah. It's uh, been tough. It's been tough. <laughs> Who wins Saturday at four o'clock inside of assembly hall? Well, it's a tough one. 
Um, but I, I think that um, Purdue, you know, they've got to play Penn State tonight. But I think Purdue just is, is clicking on all cylinders. And, and, and IU, uh, they really have to – they're piecemeal right now with some of their injuries. Um, but I'm going to go with a – I'm going to go with a tie. Um, it's going to end in a tie. Gee, nice. uh, Boy, if you get back into coaching, I hope the team you coach is, uh, plays a little less soft than that answer. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Boilers. I'm going to go with the Boilers in an extremely tight one just because Purdue's totally healthy, save for tonight, and they're just they're, they're playing well. They're kind of, their arrow's kind of pointing up. Although, what some, you know, this Maryland game, this Maryland loss could help Indiana keep them motivated but i would have said that we would have had a hard time beating them last year and we would have if big shot rob didn't show up at iu and that was because uh, we weren't playing well at that time but i'm gonna go with purdue by um a, a tenth of a point 79.1 to 79 yeah. purdue wins yes yeah. all right yep. We'll lock it in. I don't know if the scoreboard – we saw the scoreboard break against Ohio State. I don't know if we can go decimal points on that one for the old score. Uh, Dane, in all seriousness, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, guys. Awesome. Thank you.